0: Movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 120, I believe. 120. It's finally happened. The return of the man, the myth, the legend, Spider Man. We have Spider Man news this week oh. for the first time ever. Oh. But the real man, oh. the myth, the legend, <laughs> Josh, welcome back.
1: Hey! <laughs> I was, uh, I'm not going to lie, I was a little disappointed that Spider-Man got to be before me, but it, it's fine. Everything's fine.
0: <laughs> Josh has to learn his place. He's been away for a while. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> but how you doing, man? i am been chilling, man. Chilling like a villain, working like crazy, mm. playing lots of video games, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I have been so preoccupied. I haven't really been watching anything. I've been playing a bunch of stuff. Good. Uh, I'm a lucky guy. I somehow, after months of trying and going after it, every single drop that I could on my Twitter notifications, I finally secured a PS5. Nice. And so It's hard to quantify. Of like, I watched all the playthroughs on YouTube and whatnot, and like, it's watching stuff on YouTube doesn't quantify. Of wow, we really are in the next generation of gaming. Of like. They'll be like, oh, here's some 4K video clips of Miles Morales. I'm like, that looks cool. It looks even better on a TV nice. like, when you're actually playing it. And so, yeah, I've been playing Miles Morales. Um, I finished it in two days and casual two days. So, nice. yeah, it's I won't say it's like an, basically a DLC. It's kind of somewhere between a DLC and a full game. Like there's more mm. content there than a DLC, but not enough content for a full game, which is like. I'd imagine why they didn't price it at full price. Um, I still really like it. I just don't think it's narratively as yeah. strong as the original. Like, um the villains, because there's a couple different quote-unquote villains in this, I don't think are engaging. And they try to do the whole, the villain has to be connected to Spider-Man somehow angle. And it just, at least for me, didn't connect as well. Um, but I appreciated that... um, this time around, they kind of focus more on the Puerto Rican side of Miles Morales. Of, of obviously, like there's still the culture of living in Harlem, but since it's just his mom left, spoiler alert, we kind of get more of the Puerto Rican side, and I kind of, I like <laughs> that aspect um, because I think I was talking on the coworkers about this. I think Into the Spider Verse leaned more towards his black heritage. Whereas this game kind of leans a little bit more towards his Puerto Rican heritage, even though he's an mm-hmm. amalgamation of both. Um, yeah. So that was kind of cool. He, they make it very different than Peter Parker, obviously. Uh, but if you're coming right from the other Spider-Man games, you're not going to miss a beat because combat does it's exactly the same. But it's fresh enough that you can tell that you're playing as somebody else and not just a Peter Parker clone.
1: Okay, well that's good. That was one of my concerns whenever they announced it because it, it, it not being a full game to me kind of leans into the fact that it is still Spider-Man's world. Uh, and I mean, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but Spider-Man, even if you're playing hardcore, is I want to say at least two to three days worth of play, of yeah. like consistent play.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, but it's... Hey, they try they, they gave it a good go. Um it's one, I'm of, sure the,
0: of... It's one of the better launch titles for a yeah. platform.
1: Yeah. So I mean it, it's I mean, good on you, man. I'm meanwhile, I'm looking I'm over here like looking, looking to buy a switch.
0: <laughs> yeah, you texted me that and I was like Um us. Oh, okay, sure. You do you. I'm sure there's gonna be stock availability for that.
1: Oh, there is. Um I just like here's the thing, man. And I think I said this to you in text, is, like, my gaming, my history in gaming has been one of a lot of mobile, like, grew up... I was the kid that grew up with the the Game Boy Advance that had the connection cords. Oh, yeah, that never worked? Yes, except when you have a rich friend that buys them and um, Mm -hmm. gets, like, the better quality ones. So, like, we played, like, Link Four Swords all all the time. And it was a lot of fun. You know, little things like that, but, like... That's kind of like what I grew up with, so like Switch feels so natural and being able to lay in bed bed and play my game. I'm I'm literally the most lazy gamer ever. I don't like sitting in chairs. I don't like <laughs> like let me lay in my bed and play. And I'm here for it. So, I, I mean, I haven't really been watching much except for a lot of YouTube lately, anyway. So, uh,
0: not that we were going to talk about it today, but uh, are you more or less caught up with Wandavision? Um. <laughs> My subscription lapsed uh like <laughs> the worst box
1: of all time. Yeah, it lapsed on Thursday due to oh. lack of payment. And so I should be re upping today. But yeah, I was like my dad and I went to go watch it and I was like No No That's the
0: worst Yes. At so least like, happened like this Thursday, right before the finale. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm like
1: I've been, like, avoiding all, most internet, like, um, don't get it spoiled. Don't get it
0: spoiled. (laughs) I will say, this week, it's it's weird to say, like, every week there's spoilers, but this week's WandaVision is, like, the info dump episode, but it's not a lot of surprising info. Like, it's just like a, well, yeah, we kind of figured some of that. Um, Yeah. Like, they kind of changed some stuff. It's... Not my favorite episode, but it's a helpful and necessary episode. It's like the episode, um, basically like the episode right before the Mandalorian finale of like, we've okay. got to set the stage before the grand finale. I still think my favorite episode is probably the uh, the 90s, like the Halloween-themed episode. One, because it's a Halloween-themed episode, and two, it yeah. felt like, like a Malcolm in the Middle or a Lizzie McGuire. <sighs> yeah. and it was like, this, this is my jam.
1: I, I really – real quick, let's talk about WandaVision a little bit. Yeah. Um, obviously, let's try – I, I want to try to stay away from spoiler territory just for anybody that hasn't seen it. But, oh, geez. The one thing I wanted to say is kind of in spoiler territory.
0: Uh, well, hmm. we'll just flash the spoiler warning. It's not like Josh is actually caught up anyway. He's one okay, episode hey, behind. Hey. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's fair. But, like, also
1: – My favorite episode has been the Halloween episode as well. Mainly because Pietro is, like, one of my favorite characters right now.
0: And comic
1: accurate! Oh, bro! The hair got me. That was really funny to me. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's just been fun. It's one of my favorite episodes because it's the first time in the series that um, somebody actually, like, not just challenges uh, the Scarlet Witch, but, like, legit like it's, it's fine dude but you got you should probably explain this to me because i'm very curious so
0: what do you mean explain it to you like no 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 oh, like oh, okay. uh, like
1: he, he's saying that to her he says oh, that to okay. her a lot he's like hey look man I, i'd be pretty sad if my you know love of my life died but you gotta explain to me why you brought him back and like all this other stuff and like how you did it and, like us as the audience is like hey yeah hey yeah explain that to us
0: <laughs> the one thing that i love is like um this isn't a spoiler for the next episode. Again, this is just someone's thinking. Uh, I saw some, like, fan theory of, like, maybe it was Instagram or something else of, like, they're talking on those hay bales, and he's just like, um, you see Professor X, Charles, uh, James McAvoy go, tell her how she's doing this, and then you see Pietro go, how are you doing this? I'm going, oh, don't do that, because <laughs> I still hold true. That by the end of the season, we'll have either Magneto, Professor X, or Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards. Which, if that's the case, your boy's going to be dancing in the street because he may have been right about (laughs) how Fantastic Four shows up. Which, (laughs) woo. um, (sighs) Speaking (sighs) of that Fantastic Four, um, back when you and I pitched our Fantastic Four story, I did that finally with my Nightwing story pitch. That's now available for everybody to watch. Um, It's doing pretty well. Um incredibly proud of how it turned out got some great feedback so just basically go to the uncharted youtube channel it should be the first video that pops up um go go and enjoy josh you ready to get into some news let's do it my man hey let's do it because surprisingly i don't hate this first news topic it's just a bit of a head scratcher but at the same time it's it's kind of not knowing some of the rumors that we've heard from Warner Brothers for quite a while. Um, So it seems like, well, it's not seems like, it is actually confirmed that J.J. Abrams is producing a Superman, quote-unquote, Superman reboot. Now, here's where we get into some of the theories and speculation. It hasn't been out-and-out stated. I think it was Hollywood Reporter, maybe, that was saying that they're actually looking to be casting a black lead for the character of Superman. I'm I'm conflicted about this, but not for the reasons that you might think. I'm totally down with a black Superman. My question is, is he going to be like one Superman that's known to be black, like the Calvin Ellis character or Val Zod, or is this supposed to be Clark Kent? Either which is fine, but I think if it's Clark Kent, you need to be upfront and honest about that right now, because if it's not Clark Kent and it's like a Val Zod or a Calvin Ellis, I'll still have that thought in the back of my mind going, okay, cool, but where's Clark in this universe? Mm-hmm. I'll still have that thought in my back of my mind going, so you're saying there's a chance that Henry Cavill could come back? In this yeah. situation, it might actually be better for this person to be Clark Kent. Now, um, this is where we kind of get into the trickier details because at least to me, you can have Clark be Black... But then you would also need to make Jonathan and Martha black because that whole thing is we secretly had a kid. And if they're white and they pop out a kid, I don't think it fits as well because the people of Smallville will be like, well, oh, you just adopted him. And that's been kind of the whole – the lie that the Jonathans – the the Jonathan's, the Kents always tell <laughs> is that we had this kid in the winter when you mm-hmm. couldn't tell that Martha was Prego. So if you change Clark's race – You would have to change the Kents, which I don't think would be a huge deal. It's just one of those smaller details. Um, Yeah. We'll talk about it in a little bit of where we think this leaves Henry Cavill. But you see that I was right, Josh, that J.J. is doing (laughs) Superman. But I was way off in that it might be a black Superman. You see this good or bad in your book?
1: Um, I mean, we've heard rumors of Michael B. Jordan um, pitching, mm-hmm. I think it was way back in 2019. Yeah, I think 2019. Of, you're right. Yeah, of of, George, Michael B Jordan going to Warner's at, and like pitching uh, a Black Superman movie. So it's like it's kind of been on our radar a little bit. We never thought it would, anybody would go for it. And if it is a Black Superman, I'm super down for Michael B Jordan. Like absolutely. And the writer has worked with Michael B Jordan multiple times already. So. It could easily be, if it is <clears throat> written, it could easily just be written with Michael B. Jordan in mind. Um, I see this, I I agree that they they need to make sure that they come out and say it. And I know there is a process of, you know, they need to write the story, they need to... Confirm details, confirm licenses, and certain certain things like that. Like, what, what what are we allowed to use? What are we allowed to say as far as comic history and stuff like that? But I would almost say it is better for it him to not be Clark, most like mostly because to a lot of the world, Henry is is Clark Kent, and mm. it it would be it might leave. Excuse me. You you risk leaving a bad taste in fans' mouths Well if you just. I mean, it's it's D- the DC you know cinematic universe, but you risk leaving that bad taste in their mouth if all of a sudden it's just un. What am I trying? It's uh, like it's just confirmed without confirming that Henry's not coming back. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think this news um, could have come out better because it come out just came out of nowhere. I think this whole concept has already made fans... It's already on the back foot as opposed to being moving forward in the right direction. Just because almost all the comments that I've seen... Even the positive ones that are in favor of this movie are going... Cool, but we want Henry too. Like, this... Not giving clarification as to where we stand with Henry Cavill before announcing this project, I think starts this project off on the wrong foot because fans still want Henry Cavill. I still mm-hmm. want him so badly. And I and fans are kind of thinking, since they're saying this is a reboot, I don't think they should have ever said the word reboot for this. I think that's a, the wrong idea. Um, since they said reboot with it, I think fans will immediately go... We're getting a black guy to replace Henry Cavill. Woke culture is ruining everything. I'm just going, mm-hmm. that's not the way I'm interpreting this. I'm interpreting this as the Flash movie is busting down the doors to the multiverse like the Kool-Aid Man. And this is probably a multiverse Superman that yeah. in a box office sense might be a reboot in terms of return to form of... If this Superman goes more to the traditional truth and justice and the American value system and is just a good person... Then I will immediately hop on board with that. It's just this concept of he's... I don't think he's replacing Superman. But the fact that we're still left in the dark about the future of Henry Cavill is really the thing that hurts this situation the most. I'm excited Mm -hmm. for this project and I'm excited for any Superman project. But the fact that they're still really, really ambiguous about the future of Henry Cavill... I think really hurts this and I think it's, they're getting the wrong messages from Henry Cavill, not himself, but from his movies. I think they're going, well, we have man of steel and Batman versus Superman and justice League, all starring Henry Cavill. And those didn't live up to our expectations. Yeah, maybe just, maybe it's not Henry Cavill's fault. The guys advocated mm-hmm. for so long to be Superman. And I think this could absolutely exist parallel to a Henry Cavill Superman universe. I've thought for a while that we could get a reboot with Henry Cavill, but not in a recast everybody, like a rebirth situation of a Flash. Whatever happens in his movie changes the timeline. So the Snyderverse did happen, but it doesn't exist anymore. But Henry Cavill still remains just a different type of character. And then maybe on Earth 2 or Earth 3, then you've got this new black Superman. And that's fine. He exists in his own separate story. And then maybe at some point you can have him cross over. It's the same thing with Into the Spider-Verse. You had your iconic Peter Parker character, but then you had a new Spider-Man. And they just worked off of each other because they're from mm-hmm. different universes. It just worked. I think this is a f- interesting and potentially great prospect. I just think they might have bungled how they handled the announcement by kind of making things think that they've just kicked Henry Cavill out and replaced him with a black guy. Yeah. Which is
1: I am theorizing might be unintentional because they at least to this point two things are happening. Either A, they have no they still have no idea what they're doing with the Flashpoint movie. And they they it's not a clear story and what as far as across the the, the board what they're going to do. Or B, they know exactly what they're gonna do, and they're doing the best that they can to keep that secret. So it's also possible that they bungled it, bungled it on purpose. You know what I mean? It's I to kind of keep veil like veil the moves, but I it's just you could have handled this better. But it's either way. I and all these negative things. I, I want to cl- make sure that we uh, I say. I'm still excited for this. Absolutely. Yeah. Like like especially if it's Michael B. Jordan. Like mm-hmm. seeing Michael B. Jordan next to Henry Cavill is like a thing I didn't know that I wanted. Um so I'm here for it no matter what happens, I think.
0: I say this as a really big Superman fan, it's cool that we're getting all these different super characters and super members of the super world. It's just frustrating to me that They're basically trying to bring forth everybody except for the traditional Clark Kent Superman. We're getting Supergirl in the Flash. We're getting this new Superman. They're just like, okay, how close can we get to a Superman movie without actually doing a Superman movie? Just like, what's wrong with a Superman movie? Because you got the wrong guy the first time, you're afraid you're going to do it again? Like, I like Man of Steel, but I still don't think Zack Snyder understands what... Superman needs to be in the year 2021 like there's a he still works there's a reason why the character has endured for decades and decades and I think I don't know it's like they're afraid of the traditional like what they're they don't want to dance with the person that brought them there type of thing Mm. they're they're like well Superman's got this he's got this he's got this like what's wrong with Clark Kent as a character let's just go with that Mm -hmm. like I don't think I'll stick around with Superman and Lois, but, like, the opening scene where he saves a kid, I was like, that's the Superman that's been so sorely missed. If Captain America can work, why can't Superman, like, why are you so afraid of a good person? Or, like, there has to be a hook to everything. Superman, but it's a girl. Superman, but he's black and from a different universe. It's just like... Not everything has to be a gimmick, and I'm not saying Val Zod or Supergirl are gimmicks, but it feels like executives are looking for that. Well, we've got to reach this demographic instead of just yeah. telling a good narrative, because this feels more like a PR move than a narrative decision.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I, th- I can definitely see that.
0: But I will say, uh, the writer that they brought on seems like a really... He's mm-hmm. the one that is leading people to believe that it'll be a black Superman, because he's known for... Um, his stories about black culture. He wrote for uh, Black Panther, the comics, for a while. He's a well-known journalist. So, to be honest, I don't know that much about the author. The guy that's writing the script. I don't know if he can write a good movie script. Because um, mm-hmm. comics, as a writing medium, is very different than a screenplay. Um, I do think it's interesting that it's only J.J. is just producing it, not directing it. Which, if, if I'm smart, I would probably leave it for a black director. If this is a black Superman... Leave it to a black director who understands the culture more like Ryan Coogler did with Black Panther or Fruitvale Station. Um, Because you can just see the headlines now. J.J. Abrams directing Black Superman. Yeah, that's – he's already not well-liked by the pop culture for stupid reasons. Um, Yeah. Which maybe it's just my tinfoil hat. I'm too lazy to pick it up now. Maybe he's just producing this one. So that he can still have the door open to direct a Henry Cavill, traditional Clark Kent. I still refuse to close the door on a Superman movie anytime soon, just because it's such an iconic character. Um, maybe this is the Superman of the Matt Reeves universe, or the universe next door to it. Um just some thoughts i i just refuse to discount that clark kent is gone forever i think they're just going maybe we need a temporary superman for now until we figure out the henry situation
1: yeah cuz they i don't know what's going on behind the scenes but it's it's apparently chaotic and they, nobody knows what's going on
0: which <clears throat> shocker
1: i don't know if that's just yeah shocker for for warner brothers but i don't know if that's because uh Henry has been unclear, or there's, there's a scheduling issue, or what, what's going on. But, I I mean, as someone who's been watching DC movies, it's probably Warner Brothers just not sure what they want to do.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't be the first time, nor will it be the last. Yeah. Now, I'm glad Josh is here this week, because <laughs> there's very few people more qualified to talk about Avatar, the last airbender in its future, than Josh, because we both <laughs> have grown up with it. And I think you were like the first person to text me this. Um, I had already seen a few hours earlier, but uh, apparently Paramount Plus is just making big old moves. And we'll talk about a few of them here. But one of them is establishing an Avatar Studios. Basically, they will be tasked with developing future Avatar projects going forward. Whether that's new series, a full-fledged movie. Don't worry, I think it's a full-fledged animated movie. And Shyamalan can't touch this one. Um, I'm not gonna lie if this was maybe 10 years ago I would be excited mm-hmm. but Avatar still holds a special place in a lot of people's hearts of a certain generation that being said this isn't the first property we'll talk about from Paramount Plus that I think is past its expiration date of when you should have capitalized on this mm-hmm. that, but also on the flip side I keep flip flopping I get the decision here. Paramount Plus, formerly known as CBS All Access, before they rebranded, they need their marquee attractions that'll drive people to the show, like Mandalorian or Stranger Things. They need their, like, big shows, and they have one that we'll talk about later, but they want to reach that nostalgia that is the Avatar fan base. Now, if there wasn't Korra, I think there'd be much bigger need and desire for this, but I think you brought this up. This explains why the Netflix thing probably fell through. And I can all but guarantee you the Netflix thing is now canceled because mm-hmm. with each studio going, okay, we need content, they're, like, quickly calling dibs on the stuff that belongs to them. So now the Paramount Plus wants to be a major player in the streaming wars. They're going, okay, Avatar's a big IP. we going to take that back now. Screw you, Netflix. Yeah. Have a nice day. Good luck with Stranger Things Season 5. So yeah, I want to be excited for this. I just, I don't know what to expect from Paramount Plus as a studio. Um, But also, ever since the original Avatar Last Airbender series ended, it has only gone downhill and it hasn't improved in terms of overall lore, at least in my book.
1: Mm, And see, I will fight you on that a little bit. Now, okay, caveat. I know Korra is not top tier. It's not, like, well, universally liked. It's very polarizing. However, it did, I will argue, that it did do things for the lore. It expanded the the sub-bending stuff a whole lot. We learned a lot more about the One Nation that we didn't get to learn about a lot in the original series, the Air Nation. Like, you're telling me this whole time Aang, there was, like, stuff about a, a nomad monk who could fly, and Aang never thought to, like, look that up? No? Okay, cool. Whatever. Um, But just, like, there's... The, to me, while I was not a fan, <laughs> necessarily, of Korra, and it has nothing to do with her orientation or anything like that. I just like her personality, the way that she came at problems, the way that, you know, every single season she seemed to just revert to the state to her beginning state at every single time was kind of annoying. But anyway, um, um I think it expanded the lore in a very, especially the spirit world lore in a very, very important way. Okay, that's some fair. of the po- yeah. Some of the posts that I've seen at least that, have piqued my interest are if anything we get two more series just to complete the cycle because we've got air water now we need an earth um earth avatar and then a fire avatar and they could just keep doing the cycle which is fine i don't want them to i wouldn't mind if we did get two more series just to see what it looks like for different people to be the avatar, I, I I but emphasis on each each avatar has to be unique, has to be someone we can get behind. At the end of the day, it has to be someone we, we can get behind, unless you're going to somehow turn them into the villain, which would be very be interesting. Fun. Anyway, yeah, but like I, I think to the studio's credit. I do think there's a lot of really interesting stories you could could tell in this universe now, can you tell them well is the question because Cora has proved that it's yeah.
0: not
1: it's not easy
0: yeah um the other hesitation that I have with this is. At least on paper, this seems like one of those, we've got a thing that's popular. Let's explode it into every facet that Mm -hmm. we can Mm -hmm. possibly milk. I'm just like, do you have an idea to go with it? Or do you just see, okay, there's a big nostalgia craze for Avatar due to it being on Netflix. So let's just exploit the heck out of that and make multiple series out of that. Or do you genuinely have a good idea for this? And I don't know. This seems very corporate. But then again, right now, with everything going to streaming, a lot of things feel corporate. Like, um, it's not one of our main topics today, but uh, Disney Plus, uh, Paramount Plus, and a couple others talked about they really like the idea of shrinking the release window. Like, Paramount Plus is releasing movies on Paramount Plus 45 days after they debut in theaters. So, like, real quick, you can see Mission Impossible 7 on Paramount Plus. Not sure what other stuff is going to be on there, um, yeah. but at least Paramount+, Plus. I feel like this is one of those, we need to blitz everything, we're, we're late to the game here, we need to put all the eggs in a basket and immediately rush forward, but also, they've had the advantage of, since they're late to the game, they could see what has worked, Disney+, and see what hasn't, HBO Max, and then learn from that.
1: HBO Max you.
0: will be a good app someday. But so far, the lack of four K content, overall unreliability on the app, um, its performance is not great. No, um, it crashes a lot and it's super super slow. Um, and I mean, even
1: content though, like, is sometimes it's hard to find. If you're looking for something specific, sometimes it's hard to find. And sometimes when if it's something that makes sense for it to be on. HBO Max, and it's not. It's really, really weird, and there's no there's no reason why you know it's it's not.
0: Yeah, I feel like they, it's like a they released a game that wasn't completely done, and there's gonna be a big DLC drop like (laughs) a few months later. That's how I feel with HBO Max of just like there's gonna be a big huge patch in the next couple months. It just goes sorry, because like if you see all the like. pre-press stuff and what the app is now it's so different um mm-hmm. but getting back to last airbender it's this just feels like one of those uh last airbender was super super popular let's exploit the crap out of that whether it makes sense or not now the there's a lot of lore that they could tap into and a lot of characters that could be interesting getting more fleshed out than they already were i'm still just hesitant not just because this is one of like my childhood favorites but just because there is that uncertainty. If Legend of Korra hadn't happened, I think I would be more excited. But even then, it's it seems like it's jumping on that craze of well, here's a popular show from a ten or twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Let's reboot it because that's because Cobra Kai is doing so well on Netflix. Let's do let's do our version of Cobra yeah. Kai. But it's
1: well, the the one positive too I can see not the one positive, but I I think. If this, I'm 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 putting like the little a little footnote here of like, if the series that they come out are good, I wouldn't mind these guys being responsible for a live action reboot of of uh, Last Airbender, or, or or Korra, be able to fix some of the things you did in Korra. That's totally fine too, but I, I do feel at the end of the day I'm going to end up trusting this doing a live-action reboot over, say, Netflix.
0: Yeah, because I remember you texted me after... This, we're talking about how this is probably going to be dropped from the Netflix thing. You had this whole list ready to go of projects that Netflix has announced but either made no progress on or just has been straight yeah. canceled. Um, <laughs> w- like, like what, Josh? Just just off the top What's of your so, head,
1: so Magic Treehouse, uh, Redwall's probably going to be announced to that it's canceled soon, uh, Narnia, Narnia, uh. And like, okay, to be fair, Narnia and Redwall, that's all. again, well, even those three, they announced them They're like, Hey, this is going to be a thing. But that was months ago. We're talking like early years. last year. Some of these like
0: years ago. Yeah.
1: Like bro. And we, you, ha- you have no information, like no directors, no writers, nothing like, okay. To me, that just confirms that we're going to quietly drop this.
0: So, as Monty Python would say, now for something entirely different, <laughs> because uh, it's not a podcast episode if we don't talk about Zack Snyder. Um, I'll be honest, though. This is a Zack Snyder project that I think is more in the wheelhouse of Zack Snyder that I actually like, which is the subgenre that is zombie movies, because I actually really like his, um, oh, what was it? His remake of Georgia A. Romero's uh, Dawn of the Dead. I like his Dawn of the Dead remake. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And I felt like this is going back to the well for him um, with his Army of the Dead movie that's coming to Netflix. So this, to me, we just got our trailer for last week. This felt like his... Okay, the weight of Justice League is off my shoulders. I could do something fun and for me. And I'm not going to lie, I like this trailer. So the basic premise of Army of the Dead, and kind of what we get from the trailer, is the world has been overrun by zombies. So a whole bunch of mercenaries go, Hey, there's no one guarding Vegas right now, right? Let's just steal a crap ton of money from Vegas, because there's no one there to guard it. So it's mercenaries versus zombies, trying to get a bunch of money, and I'm going, I don't hate this. Josh? I, yes... Teacher
1: teacher Nathan, I have a question. Question. T- I have a question. What good does money do during a zombie apocalypse?
0: Crap. Just ask it. Um, uh, ask it for a friend. Have you asked Snyder this? Cause <laughs> I, had, I hadn't even thought about this. Because you just, like, swiss cheese, like, poked holes in that entire logic. Like... Uh, there's clearly some people out there, so there's some form <laughs> of so? currency, I guess. No! We haven't gone full Mad Max with it, but you're right. Why are they getting money in a zombie op- apocalypse? What, what does it matter? What does it matter?
1: Like, I, thought, I was like, and that was, that was, this is, you're experiencing my feeling that I had during the sh- watching it. I was like... Oh, I can get down with this. This is the Zack Snyder I like. This looks cool. Dave Bautista's here. All right. Why are they getting money during a zombie apocalypse? You don't need money during a zombie. Apocalypse. What, is, what is the point of this movie? I don't understand.
0: What's this trailer made me think and reminded me a lot of? I'm trying to remember what that video game is called. Was it Left for Dead? I don't think. What's yeah. the one where you can uh duct tape chainsaws to the side of your motorcycle and you drive around. Oh, the mall. De- rising? it felt dead like rising. a dead rising movie. And I yes. don't complain about that at all. Yeah. This I don't I often say the Zack Snyder movies don't feel fun. Like he yes. wants to be like sit and contemplate big life messages in veiled as superhero movies. This feels like stupid zombie fun. And now I often think the zombie trope is tired and overdone, but sometimes you can really make it work. I still really like Zombieland Double Tap. I actually think I might prefer it over the original. This could be a lot of fun. And there's a pretty decent cast in this now that they replaced Crystalia, which is a whole other side tangent that we won't (laughs) get into. Again, Zack Snyder just cannot get away from controversy, but that's completely not on him. He didn't even know that one, but they did the right thing and Recast. I'm curious to see, as you brought up Batista, I'm curious to see what, um, what kind of Batista we get out of this, because he's tried different things. He's done Drax, he's done completely different Drax in the later sequels, where he just becomes an absolute moron, then he did stuff like My Spy, which I don't hate... Um, but then you've got him in Bond, and he's the best thing about that terrible Bond movie. Mm-hmm. What kind of performance can Snyder get out of Batista for this type of movie, which is definitely different than a Guardians of the Galaxy? I I think I could have fun with this. I appreciate yeah. that it's a Netflix movie. I don't think I would go out and see it in theaters, but then again, no. this doesn't feel like a theater movie. This kind of gives me the same vibe, at least in terms of I'd rather watch this at home, as uh, Chris Hemsworth's Extraction. Like, it feels like a... I probably would see this at home type of thing. So yeah. consider me at least intrigued in this era that we don't have a lot of movies readily available to us, except we're slowly but surely getting some new stuff. Godzilla vs Kong comes out this month. Heck yes. Um, I, I'm looking for at least some new content, which is weird coming from Snyder. I'll admit. No. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, also last thing about this trailer that I noticed outside of the currency thing, um, the white guy that's in the trailer Tell me he doesn't look like a zombie ver- uh, zombie apocalypse version of Fred from Scooby-Doo.
0: <laughs> Tell me
1: that he doesn't.
0: Zack Snyder's next project is not Justice League 2. It is a reboot of Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo.
1: Starring Matthew Lillard.
0: I mean, that's non-negotiable. One of the yeah. biggest mistakes Sorry. of Scoob was replacing him with somebody that was awful actually there's a lot of mistakes with scoob i hate that movie so much that was just <laughs> i was awful. gonna say
1: that's the sole mistake really wow no, okay, there's much bigger right. mistakes like the fact <laughs> that they don't
0: live in coolsville for some reason like that's like it's like taking the flash out of central city or superman out of metropolis you you know where they sense. live it's yeah, just not like... right as a <laughs> yeah. whole i'm often critical of zack snyder but i And one that I really do try and give credit where credit's due. This looks more like the Zack Snyder that I like. Um, Zombies, up his alley. Action has always been up his alley. Morally questionable characters, also always up his alley. Consider me at least intrigued. We don't know if the movie will be good or not, but consider me intrigued. Speaking of things we don't know are going to be good or not. (laughs) Yeah... Speaking of things we don't know whether or not they're going to be good or not, you said it. We have a Halo series coming to Paramount Plus, and again, for those that are going, what's Paramount Plus? It's CBS All Access. After they realized CBS All Access is a stupid name, if you're trying to reach more than just the people that watch NCIS, um, <laughs> Paramount Plus has apparently taken the reins to the halo series from i think it was showtime somebody else was developing the halo series but they are just dragging their feet so paramount plus comes along and scoops it up i have often thought that a halo series would be fantastic 10 or 15 years ago um I have never been the biggest Halo fan. I think, Josh, you've played more Halo than me. I can almost guarantee you. For anybody that wants to ever beat me in a game, no matter what, just pick Halo. And even if you're an angry chimp with stump hands, as they said in the Honest Game trailer, you will still beat me because I'm god awful in Halo because I think I've clocked maybe six hours in total in my entire life playing Halo. That being said, I've always understood the appeal of why this would be a great movie or series. Because it's got this great lore, a great aesthetic. Uh, Master Chief has this great iconic look. Even if you've never played a single video game, you know exactly who that is. You're just like, boom. Um, But again, this is so... So late to the party, and especially after that, um, what was it, Halo Infinite reveal? People are not having the best taste of Halo in their mouth right now. So, yeah, Mr. Halo, (laughs) please bring some form of optimism here.
1: (laughs) Wow, Mr. Halo, okay, okay.
0: Literally anybody's Mr. Halo compared to me, yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, you're talking to the kid who, uh, I think two or three, either one of my birthdays and one of my one of my brother's birthdays, was we just had people over and we had three projectors up and we just played a land had a huge Halo land party, which is like insane, but I mean you don't do those these days anymore because you just
0: you play. have internet
1: yeah you have internet like why wouldn't you why would you do that, um, even though that would be that would be a lot of fun, um, but <laughs> so. I'm going to try to spin this as positive as I can. Um, With the new Halo game out, the thought process I can see, and honestly, from a business perspective, this is not a bad thought process. With the new Halo game coming out, even though the reception has been weird, um, hoping that that kind of pumps some new life into the Halo kind of buzz, the Halo craze a little bit. And they're like, hey, you and and then so then pa- the game comes, comes out, sells millions of copies. People love it or hate it or whatever, as Halo games do. Um, and then Paramount can be like right on the back of it. Oh, hey, guys, by the way, there's a that Halo series is coming out th- like a week or two weeks after the release of the game. Oh, look at that. Boom! You loved Halo. Now watch a show on Halo. That ooh, that's so much fun. Because that works not, so
0: well for Dragon Ball. I
1: mm, okay, but we're not going to talk about Dragon Ball because that they never made a live action movie about Dragon Ball.
0: Just like they never made a live action Mortal Kombat movie or a sequel, or,
1: or a live action Last Airbender, or uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> but the thing that gives me uh, a positive, like hopeful vibe about this. Is Forward Until Dawn. I don't know if you have ever seen it.
0: Is that the uh, fan film on YouTube?
1: It's not a fan film. What's it's the, actually there? Is it was not
0: I've seen on YouTube. I think.
1: But it is so okay. So this is what for those that don't know. I'm trying to remember which Halo it is, but it was produced by a like. Ha, I mean, it's like legit produced by by a studio. It's not mm-hmm. a fan film. Mm-hmm. Um and was kind of made in tandem with the upcoming... Uh, this is the reason I say Paramount is doing what, what they're doing, because it's been done before with Halo. Um, Forward Until Dawn was made before... Oh, jeez. I want to say... Halo 6? I think. I don't remember. But, like, basically, it was, it was made, was done by, you know... Marines who were, like, little kids that were, you know, training to be Marines, whatever. And it's like, they're playing it. They don't know about Master Chief or the aliens. They think they're fighting, um, like, a riot, like, farmer riots and stuff like that. And then, of course, it turns out that there's aliens and Master Chief. They meet Master Chief and all this other stuff. And it's really, really fun. And it's really cool. Um, If, I think... It's on – because, okay, so that's what happened was, like, week by week they would release one episode leading up to the release of the game. So you would get uh, – on YouTube, it wasn't on – because streaming services weren't really a thing Mm -hmm. when it was being released. So you'd wait every – I think it was, like, every Thursday or something, which is a weird day to release something in the week. But, like, gaming-wise it makes sense because there's not a lot – Thursdays right before the weekend – it's, you know, right right there at the begin, the, the end of the week, the worked week. So it was like, it made sense. Anyway, but so it was like the, the series finale happened. And then I think either a week or week a week or two, yeah, it was like two weeks later, the new game released. And in the, between that week, they, they announced that the main character from Forward Until Dawn would actually be in the game. So it was like, it was like, it was super cool. I'm not saying that's, but like, that to me, that shows that, if anything, and I don't know who's producing the Halo games nowadays, but they are at least aware of... I think it's still Bungie, but they're at least aware of their cultural significance and how they can pull in a lot of people just based off of the nostalgia alone. So, I mean... If you haven't che- checked out Forward Until Dawn*, I would. I think it's on Netflix. I'd have to look. I haven't watched it in forever. It's like five episodes or something like that. So, but um, check that out. But it's. I'm obviously still wary because, like you, like you're saying, like ten years ago, I think this would be a big deal. But now, I don't know. I think I don't. I never want to say the nostalgia is run out on something, but gaming franchises is one of those things that people can look back to on like very fondly but the fan base might have moved on so to speak you know what i mean
0: they yeah they'll they'll still love it but they're playing other things like Mm -hmm. when halo i remember when halo came out it was either halo or call of duty in terms of big
1: Mm -hmm. multiplayer
0: shooters nowadays you have a lot more options for that so i don't feel like there's one specific everybody is playing this game like when halo came out that was a cultural phenomenon and i don't besides as much as i hate to say it besides maybe fortnite and that's a younger generation i don't know if there's one single game that like really wraps everybody up like halo used to you could be like we're doing Mm -hmm. a titanfall series as cool as that is That's not going to have the hype and the buzz of, like, a Halo at its prime. But, again, if you're in the Halo community, that's awesome. I don't think Halo is in its prime anymore, and it hasn't been in quite a while. Um, But to think more positively about this, if you were Paramount+, and you had total creative freedom on this, Josh who are you tapping to more or less head this project? Because it feels like every big-name director has either been in or out of this project at one point or another. Last I heard, Spielberg was producing it. Um, but if you had full creative freedom, who would you have, like, be the lead guy for this? Um.
1: Okay. Let's see. So you're going to want somebody with... That is not afraid of the weirdness of space adventures. You're also not. You're going to want somebody who can do action and gunfights fairly well. Um. What about James Wan?
0: Hmm.
1: That could be fun. I mean, see, after seeing what he did with Aquaman, um, that could be cool. That that would be like creature design, having the Covenant. Like, as creature designed by James Wan, are you kidding me? Like, let's, those guys would look so good and having like a stylish gunfight as opposed to what sometimes we get, which is just running and gunning, which is kind of what Halo is, but it would still be interesting to see Master Chief. Be Master Chief, where he's like, when he you do things that like you do in the game, like, oh, hi, I'm gonna super jump, throw a blaster g- grenade, and then shoot a guy, shoot a a a grunt with a shotgun on my way down, like, like it was just to see those kinds of things. I feel that maybe James Wan would be a good choice. I'm trying to think. I unfortunately the first name that came to mind was uh, uh, Zack Snyder, and I was like, no, 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 no. no
0: I don't think he'd be a bad choice. Uh, he for wouldn't some be the reason, worst choice. For some reason, the top name, even though I haven't seen him do a lot of action stuff, but I've seen him do a lot of sci-fi stuff, would be Alex Garland, who did Ex yeah. Machina. And yeah. I feel like he did Annihilation too. I think. But like he seems like nowadays the go-to guy for sci-fi. And I feel like yes. he would bring the intensity that would be needed for Halo. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know the franchise well enough to just be like, okay, I think this would be the ideal fit. But... I want this to be good because I want the trend of bad video game adaptations to go in the other direction. Because video games nowadays are such excellent storytelling vehicles. Um, Like I said, the story wasn't that great for Miles Morales. But it still leaps and bounds better than what we've had in the past for video game narratives. And like Mm -hmm. we've come so far and I think... It's frustrating to see so many times that movies fail at that, and people are like, "Well, it's because you're not playing a movie." I'm like, "That's not it. Both forms have yeah. narratives, and if your narrative is solid for both, it still works." So,
1: well, yeah, and that's the thing too, because I don't know if you keep up with a lot of the newer, some of the newer games, but like um, Little Nightmares Two, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I've watched a playthrough, and there's no dialogue hmm. in the entire game. There's grunts and stuff like that, but, like, there's no dialogue the entire game. So, like,
0: Lego Star Wars? Yeah. (laughs) But... Cinematic masterpiece there.
1: Dude, it is... Don't even... That is a cinematic masterpiece.
0: Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I'm real excited for the Skywalker saga, whenever that feels (laughs) like coming out. But Little Nightmares
1: told a whole story in, I think, about a three- or four-hour game that, without any dialogue, just through... Ambiance and restrictive controls and stuff like this. So it's like saying like, oh, you you don't play a video, you 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 don't play a movie. It doesn't make sense because unless telltale you're... games, yeah, like it's move. It's not this. It's the same. It's still a narrative structure. You still have to tell a compelling story, and you mm-hmm. still have to get your audience to care. If, and I think especially with. Video games, it's akin to having a a a book movie. Mm -hmm. You have a fan base for that book, and if you don't, I don't want to say feed that fan base, but
0: like if you don't
1: do service to the love and the and yeah, the love that some of these fan bases have for the 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 story and for the characters, then we're not going to be interested in it. Like it's one of those like you can't. It's a very, very weird world. Like comics, comic book movies, you can change all, most things about them as long as they make sense. Whereas like books – sorry, yeah, books and um, video games, you really can't – Like, it's not like socially acceptable to change like anything because nerds are crazy.
0: Mm. Nice. <laughs> well, not that we know anything about that. Last yeah, I'm thought not before crazy. we get into our yeah, main that. discussion. On a day, arm for Cortana, please. Just because, yes. because she's great in everything. Uh, this week's episode is sponsored by Disney Plus. Make sure you renew it before the One <laughs> Division finale this Friday. Josh. <laughs> I'm trying. So, speaking of Disney Plus, movies that I almost promise you will never be on disney plus anytime soon is the spider-man movies just because as much as people want to think they're in the mcu which they are they're not actually disney movies they're still sony movies and we've been anxiously awaiting any form of official news whatsoever when it comes to the new spider-man movie which we had just been calling spider-man 3 but now we can officially call it spider-man no way home so for our discussion today we're going to kind of break down our thoughts about the title there's been some other news has come out um with tom holland's contract the deal between sony and marvel where that stands just this spider-man movie in general this could have been a news topic but i feel like there's a lot of a lot of stuff to mine from just the title and the recent news as a whole i actually was under the impression that we wouldn't get any spider-man news whether it was the title or anything else Until next week after the WandaVision finale. I thought that something in WandaVision might be a spoiler for Spider-Man if they revealed it too early. But guess that's not the case. Who knows? Spider-Man could still show up in WandaVision because we know that it's um, WandaVision, uh, No Way Home, and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness kind of make their own trilogy that starts Phase 4. I'm, I'm conflicted about the no way home thing. I I liked my idea of Spider-Man home uh, home away from home. But no way home makes sense too. And it's an interesting idea Um, that we always kind of assumed. Because we think that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield will be in a Spider-Man movie. We all kind of assumed that we would follow the into the Spider-Verse model of these Spider-Men come to our universe. But we didn't think... That maybe Tom Holland was the one that was universe hopping, if that's the case. At least that's kind of how I interpret No Way Home, (laughs) is he is stuck in other multiverses trying to get his way home. Um, Josh, you see the title No Way Home. What's your interpretation of that?
1: Yeah, it's about the same. (laughs) <laughs> About the save. Uh, he, top, Tom's hopping from universe to universe for whatever reason, even though you had the opportunity to kind of confirm the uh, multiverse last movie and you didn't for some reason.
0: Well, maybe um, we did. That's the thing mm-hmm. is, um, so WandaVision takes place before this. Takes place, no, it takes place before Far From Home. WandaVision takes okay. place like six weeks after endgame and we know far from um yeah far from home takes place like three months after so maybe just maybe the jk simmons that we see at the end of far from home is in fact a multiverse version of j jonah and that's why they brought him back whereas we when we first saw we're just like oh that's a fun cameo you brought back jesus uh also known as jk simmons because he's perfect in every way as j jonah but maybe it was actually more significant than we thought in that he's actually a multiverse and where that was already the first hints of ripple effect of the events of WandaVision. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but maybe that was our first hint of a multiverse in far from home.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know, man. It'd be interesting. And I just had this thought like literally four seconds ago, as you were talking about the title, um, what would be interesting is if the Morpheus, not Morpheus,
0: Morbius,
1: Morbius, jeez, Morbius, take you, the red or the blue pill? They're Spider-Man yeah.
0: colors. Lawrence Fishburne for Spider-Man confirmed. <laughs> oh, Spider-Man no. stuck in the Matrix. It's confirmed. No, no, not again. Um,
1: <laughs> again? Did you say again? Um. What the reason that there n- seems to be no in the you know uh, no Spider-Man in the Venom universe is because there is no Spider-Man in that universe, and uh, Tom is suddenly going to appear in that universe because it needs a Spider-Man.
0: Okay, when we're talking about Venom, you gotta clarify which Tom do you mean, Hardy or Holland? <laughs> Sorry, Holland or Hiddleston. Yeah,
1: Oh no! Uh, but yeah, no, it's the Tom Holland Spider-Man, or really any of the other other ones. And uh, so there's going to be a Spider-Man in the Venomverse. Yes, it's going to happen. We just don't know who and we don't know how. And I think this movie is going to clarify some things as far as how that's going to work. It, it it almost has to.
0: How would you feel about Andrew Garfield being the Spider-Man of the Venomverse? Because Toby already had his encounter with the Venom. I want Tom Holland at some point to come in contact with the Venom suit, and I think they can fix the right of Spider-Man 3, which kind of only leaves Andrew Garfield as the only one that ever actually encountered Venom. It's one of the only few ven- villains that he didn't actually encounter in his two movies. Um, how would you feel about Andrew Garfield potentially being the Spider-Man of the verse? Your boy, your favorite Spider-Man. <clears throat>
1: Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Please. Like, oh my goodness. I, uh, I know, Okay, look. People can talk all they want. All right? Look, I know I'm super biased when it comes to Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. It's the hair. It's the hair, obviously.
0: Um, <laughs> Which, can we talk about that for a second? How does Andrew Garfield always have perfect hair when it's underneath a, a mask?
1: It's just, he's got that moppy, messy hair look, dude. It's It's uh, the JD from Scrubs. It's it's part of being a a suave skateboarding nerd. (laughs) Suave. I can't. But, like, okay, but seriously, like, while everyone, and with good reason, had some issues with his Peter Parker, you can't deny his Spider-Man was pretty on point.
0: Yes, as much as I hate Amazing Spider-Man 2, I'll always say that one of the best things about that is when he's trying to stop the rhino at the very, very beginning. He tells him, like, roll down the window. Yeah, you can call me Spidey. You can call me Spider-Man. Just call, don't call me late for dinner. I'm just like, (laughs) quips. You're so much better than Toby. Um, Tom, I'm waiting for you to have your quips when you fight. You had him in Homecoming, and then you just ditched him. Again, Mm -hmm. my far-from-home hatred is coming through. Um, If you can have Andrew Garfield in the Venomverse... I want J.K. Simmons as Spider-Man in one universe. In one multiverse, J. Jonah is Spider-Man and Peter Parker is the angry journalist that hates Spider-Man. Make that happen. I think that would be so much fun.
1: If we can, like, look, dude. Okay, the the thing I think you and I haven't, like, said, like, completely said, to me, No Way Home confirms that it's a a Spider-Verse
0: movie. Like, yes. at least to
1: me. And, and it's, like, it's one of those, like, saying it without saying it. So it's like Tom might be saying, I don't know. Andrew, I, I haven't heard anything about the Andrew Garfield, Toby Maguire situation on set, blah, blah, blah. Tom, that's because we can't trust you and they haven't told you anything.
0: Yeah. You... <sighs> but. So, however, there is an interesting thinking out there that I saw. Uh, everyone's just immediately going, okay, he's trapped in some other multiverse. Someone brought up the interesting fact that I I think we should at least throw out there that what if it's called No Way Home because he's on the run for the death of Mysterio and he doesn't actually hop worlds, it's just that he can't go home because he's a wanted man. Maybe hunted by Craven the Hunter. Um again, See, that sounds so much more
1: interesting
0: than Spider Verse. I think Ugh. it's so weird though that we've heard all these rumors about, like, Alfred Molina coming back, Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. coming back, Jamie Foxx's lecture coming back, but we still don't know what the map, what the major central villain is. It's not like a WandaVision situation where, here, purposely, it's like a mystery. Or maybe it is, of it's secretly Alistair Smythe creating the Spider Slayers that's destroying the multiverse. That's a deep cut there. Yeah. Um, I just think it's weird that we don't have an actual villain, so that kind of rules out Craven the Hunter to me as much as you know how much I've wanted Gerard Butler's Craven the Hunter for a very long time Um, like but, just
1: like imagine a quip off a quip off between Gerard Butler and, and Tom Holland like come on that
0: I see the hunt st- is on boy
1: <laughs> actually I'm like 18 now so like I'm not really a boy I'm like whoa I'm not I'm, not, I'm a man uh, uh.
0: And then the next one is called Spider-Man Graduation.
1: Um, graduation just, from home.
0: Mm, home graduation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man goes homeschooled. Because of the pandemic.
0: <laughs> that, I saw they did. So when they announced this, they had a video of the three main cast, uh, Tom Holland, Day and Jacob Batalon, uh coming out of uh, director, um, I was about to say J.J. Watt, but um, sorry for your loss there, Josh, with J.J. Watt. Um, we
1: knew he was leaving. You, we, uh, you disrespected we,
0: we'll, we'll, him, so he no, left. Yeah, I
1: mean, after <laughs> – okay, real quick caveat, real quick. Um, everybody in Houston is sad but not surprised
0: because – No, I'm, an, I'm aware. Us... I'm a Rockies fan. We lost Nolan Arenado and $50 million somehow.
1: Uh, like, Because well, here's the thing, man. When a player as good as JJ has played for you and, you know, played his heart out, uh, done things for the city
0: – and then, wonderful for the community –
1: yeah, like incredible for the city of Houston, but you still had. What has it been? Five, seven years, and he still doesn't have a title under his belt. Like, or help, credit. or
0: help yeah, at all?
1: Yeah, I don't blame him for leaving. No, I mean, of all the teams, the Cardinals. But bro, get your money. But yes, go for
0: Sean Watt. <laughs> the director of Spider-Man, uh, they're all coming out of his office, and they're just like, "Well, they gave me another fake title because they can't trust me." So they're, so they're walking away. They pass this like whiteboard that has a whole bunch of uh, suggested titles with Spider-Man, No Way Home in the middle. Which this is really, really people reaching. So there's a circle around Spider-Man, No Way Home that like kind of draws your eye to the middle, it's, like emphasizing it. it says Spider-Man, No Way Home. There's some people out there that are going. See that circle? It's in the shape of Puerto Rico. You know who else is Puerto Rican? Miles Morales. I'm just like, y'all, you're going to hurt your back from reaching so much. Oh, my God. Like, I like Miles significantly more now after Into the Spider-Verse and the Spider-Man games. Because, I'll be honest, when he was first introduced in the comics, he came across to me as very gimmicky. But I really like the character now. That being said, I still think it's very early for Miles. Just because when I read Miles' stories... Peter himself is older. Like having Miles and Peter around the same age is just kind of weird to me. Yeah, I agree. Especially when Peter is still insistent on having a mentor figure, as Doctor Strange is gonna be his mentor in this, and it's still why can't he be his own man? Um So I y'all are reaching if you think Miles is gonna be in this. I'll be shocked if he is. I think that'd be super, super cool. But don't think because they circled Spider-Man No Way Home that that's the outline for Puerto Rico and that means Ma- that confirms Miles Morales. I'm like y'all internet clickbait title people. Y'all <laughs> losing your mind up in here.
1: It'd be, would it would be funny if he ends up like running to Puerto Rico for a little bit <laughs> because just to, just to get a, because he's being hunted. It'd be so funny to me.
0: Now we have gotten some miles Morales groundwork laid down with Aaron Davis, the prowler being in homecoming played by Donald Glover. Um, so maybe he must someday we'll get miles. Um, yeah, no way home. I don't mind the title. Now we just need some more concrete evidence. Now, Ah, uh, maybe you would know this. Maybe you wouldn't, Josh. Do we know if this is done filming, and that's why they said the title? Or are they still in the middle of filming? I I know last time I checked they were still in it, but are they done? or Are they still doing it? Have we heard anything about that? I got nothing. I don't know nothing, bro.
1: Because <laughs> you know, Josh
0: is just on set every day asking yeah, people. You know,
1: you know. I, I I'm gonna pull the Tom Holland excuse. They haven't told me anything. <laughs>
0: All we know is Tom Holland's <laughs> brother's in the movie, and he's playing a drug dealer, which I think is Newt. really, really funny. Um, <laughs> but, yes, there's some people that think he can't go home because he's being chased by Kraven the Hunter, which, as much as I would love that, I don't think that's the case because I think we would have heard about a Craven casting by now. Nah, I don't um, think so. If we get Craven, can we please get Chameleon? Because I'm a sucker for classic spider-man villains and i've always thought chameleon is super super underrated and also you've got the perfect out because you have a dangling plot thread from winter soldier of all things because remember at the end when black widow's disguised as the old lady she like kind of peels away like a fake yeah that's perfect for chameleon impersonating someone else. And but some people will be like, we well we don't really need that now that we have scrolls. So I was like, well, first of all, you got to make the scrolls bad guys again. But that never get brought that never got brought up again after Winter Soldier. Of you literally have technology that can mask your face. That is perfect for chameleon. Do it, cowards. Uh oh. Josh has a thought.
1: Okay, I know you can see the steam coming out from under- underneath the headphones. Um, okay. I haven't pieced this all together as typical Josh thoughts go, but work with me here. And because we thought about this before, that maybe Chameleon was working with um, Mysterio in some way, shape, or form, but that ended up not being a thing. He's the box of scraps guy. What if that's Triple J? What if Chameleon's posing as Triple J in order to... Uh, I, I, and see, that's the other thing. Is I, I, I haven't fleshed it out, but like, the, you could get away with Triple J being in the series, but not really. You know what I mean?
0: That's just and made then J. Jonas kid evil like he is in the comics. Hmm? Like a molten man.
1: You mean the astronaut? Um. Anyway, yeah.
0: My son, the astronaut. <laughs>
1: They're not, <laughs> bro. Yeah, your your son's really hot these days. Anyway, um,
0: is that why um, is that why Kristen Dunst left him? Like she has to leave every other guy in that series.
1: Oh, so anyway. Literally, um, if you're
0: literally if you're a male protagonist in the original Spider-Man trilogy, Kristen Dunst has to break up with you at some point. Yes,
1: kind of like how if you're a family member of Kratos, just know that you're gonna die at some point,
0: in- inadvertently or inadvertently by his hand. Um, so, there's some other news before we, well, we'll close out with some speculation of what we kind of think, but there's some other stuff that kind of came to light, because Tom Holland has been doing the interview circuit, and the boy likes to talk, but unfortunately he didn't let anything slip, but he has revealed some major details. He did say that this is actually his last Marvel contracted movie, so, technically... This could be his last Spider-Man movie. However, fear not, uh, brave readers, as Stanley would probably say. I forget what his quote was. Um, I highly doubt this is his last Spider-Man appearance. It just means that his contract is up and your boy's about to get paid big time. Like, that's, that's what that means. It's not uncommon. Um, Robert Downey Jr.'s contract, I believe, ran up after Iron Man 3. Um, Chris Hemsworth's contract ran up. Maybe after Thor The Dark World? Like, they're contracted for a certain amount of movies, like five movies. And so his contract has run up after No Way Home. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. Sony love him. Marvel, despite scolding him for spoilers, they love him. It would be a dumb choice to let him go. It just means that his asking price per movie is allowed to be much, much higher because what yes. he got paid for in Civil War, I'm sure, is pennies compared to what he's going to be earning now because, frankly, he's he's earned the right for a pay raise because now that we don't have Cap or Iron Man, they're going to be really relying on him to draw in crowds. And that's why I don't think we're yeah. going to get a recast anytime soon. And Tom Hong going to be making that cha-ching, bro.
1: Yeah. and I After he was basically the guy that was like, hey – Sony and Marvel, says stop fighting. Y'all need to work something out. I can't move like As he I mean,
0: drunkenly called the CEO yes.
1: <laughs> Which is like kinda cringe, but at the same time, like it still worked. It still like they that to me that says they have they have a high opinion of Tom, no matter whether or not he's giving drunken calls of the drunk dolls
0: him like an ex.
1: <laughs> yes. But I mean who knows? far uh, as a lot of it hinges on what kind of story No Way Home ends up being. Um, if it's him getting a trying to run from Kraven, which I'm down for. Um, for
0: a second there, I thought you were about to say Kratos. Kratos! How weird Spider-Man would that running be? from Kratos. How weird would that be. Get over the... here, inrachnid bid, arachnid boy. <laughs> Get over oh. here, insect it's actually an arachnid, sir. <laughs>
1: You are still a bug to be squashed beneath my boot. Anyway, um, I don't know why Kratos is all of a sudden some villain. Uh, if, if, because I right mean... now he's Nah, he's right now he's the best dad. He 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 he's he's best dad.
0: Is that why he um, forgot his son's name and just calls him boy? He doesn't. No. no okay. Look.
1: All right. Hold on. Um, <laughs> can of worms can, can of worms I'm sorry I will say this one thing and then we can move on we all know Josh is a god, god of war nerd um, he does know his name he only calls his name he only says it when he ca- in moments when he cares about him he calls him boy to get his attention but like in mo- in very sweet tender moments he he says his name or when he's like uh, when he's about to lose him, he he's say, saying his name. So it's like he saves his name for moments in which our emotion have, provide emotion, not like boy go get your bow or whatever. We're gonna go hunt some boar. Like you don't need his name there. I mean, okay. Anyway, um <laughs> he cares. He is best dad. He is best dad. So, that's all I got. I don't know where we could go
0: from there. <laughs> so, I still am a little worried about this movie, not for like it's yes. being overly crowded or anything, although I'm worried about that. Um, I'm worried about this with it being his last one, and it called No Way Home. I'm worried that in his adventures to the multiverse, he will get trapped in the Sony-verse, and that's how Marvel writes him out of the MCU. Yes. Uh, that will always be a concern, so long as it's a shared custody of Spider-Man. I will always be afraid of the day that he's gone. That will always loom heavily over the Spider-Man franchise. Um, Supposedly, according to Tom Holland, Sony and Marvel have reached a new agreement. Uh, I think I remember hearing about that a few months um, past... Because after the very public breakup that they had, and they yanked him out of the MCU... Spider Man uh Spider Man and Marvel. Sony and Marvel supposedly reached a deal where he could be in two more movies, so a new Spider Man and something else. And then that was it. Basically saying, Okay, we'll give you time to say goodbye to your friends and then you're coming home type of thing. Yeah. So Whether that's a new deal that's been renewed. I am worried though that this multiverse thing is just a logic reason of this is why you don't see Spider-Man anymore. He's off protecting this other universe that needs him more. Which makes me really, really nervous. I don't think I'm as nervous as I used to be with it. But that fear will always still be there that one day Sony's profits are going to dip below a point that they're comfortable with. And so they'll just rip Spider-Man back thinking that that's going to help more so than keeping him in the MCU. Um, that concern will still be there. However, Tom Holland did say that they've reached a new deal. But he didn't give specifics on what that new deal was. He just said that he believes Spider-Man staying in the MCU for quite a while. So that raises the question. Do we think the multiverse is being introduced in this so that the Sonyverse does exist but tangentially to the MCU? It is happening, but it's pocket to it. Like it still exists, but the events don't interact, if that makes sense.
1: Oh, you mean like how they kind of said that about the Netflix shows, but then didn't really say that? Okay, that's different. And like like it
0: did exist? That's different though, because that was two different studios. Kevin Feige had no control over the Netflix stuff whatsoever. That was all Ike Perlmutter. He. And Ike Perlmutter did not give a crap, and he, like, completely undermined Kevin Feige every turn, which is why um, Bob Iger gave Kevin Feige the okay to go, the only person you report to anymore is me, the head of Disney, and that's it. Because the TV and the movie division didn't get along. That's completely different. Yeah. Um. That's why they never crossed over, because they were never intended to. And I have quite a few people that I can go, heh, heh, I was right. Cause y'all insisted that someday your precious daredevil would cross over with Iron Man. I'm going not on your life, bud. Um, well,
1: even like nowadays, I think the only one that I would want to take from those series is the Punisher.
0: Cause he's so
1: per- That for that, that is Frank Castle. Mm-hmm. Like that's Frank. Like, and I, and everyone was like, ah, oh, but you, that kind of, the kind of like dark grittiness can't belong in the, the Marvel that we have. I'm like, if that's the case, then you should never do Punisher or dead, dare, or Deadpool.
0: So, and then let's recast Iron Fist as soon as humanly possible, because I like <laughs> Iron Fist. And good God, what did you do to him? Yes. Maybe, if it does well in the sequel, we have Iron Fist teaming up with Shang Chi. Yes, please. Ooh, I'd be down. Or kung the- fu Shang- cops teaming up with each other. Like a rush hour situation or a lethal weapon situation of two martial arts masters, yes, maybe.
1: No, I need Shang. I want Shang Chi. I want. I, I, I want him to have his own his his day in the sun. I I, I don't want any hints of anything else. Although it would be really cool if they used that as a backdoor to get Iron Fist in. Oh, that would be so so down. Oh man.
0: Oh, just, just at the end of the Shang-Chi movie, he like goes down into a cellar or something and discovers the power of the fist. Like You see mm. the dragon logo on the wall. You just... Yeah, boy. And then at some point, maybe just maybe we can actually get an accurate Iron Fist suit and not, hey, I'm a dude wearing a green hoodie because I found yeah. it on the street somewhere. Enough Iron Fist complaining. With this title, does this change our theories and speculation at all about the next Spider-Man? And if so, okay, Josh, pitch short, abridged, not full length, uh, Fantastic Four length. But what are your <laughs> some your ideas and pitches for this Spider-Man? What do you think is the likely outcomes? Um. Okay.
1: Theories, 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 and I'll try to be as concise as possible. Um. I see merit to both both camps as far as what the end of the villain will be and whatnot. Um, no Way Home, I see a lot, at least a lot of rumors, and again, that's what they are, just rumors, um, that the No Way Home really is the, the front, not even the back door, the front door to the Spider-Verse, which is... Fine. I'm not going to fight that. I I'm yo know, cuz <laughs> Josh that lives in a little house in Tennessee has all the power to tell tell Marvel what to do with their Spider-Man. Um but I think it's too early for Spider-Verse. I, I again it's for a Spider-Man that is grown and matured and understands that there's something to lose and stuff like that. Not to say that Tom doesn't but he still feels the need to have a mentor. He's Um, still
0: freezing cold because he's living in Iron Man's shadow.
1: Yes. With that being said, to me, the fact that they haven't said who the villain is, to me, uh, that almost, and this is, I I need a tinfoil hat as well, almost gives more strength to the Craven theory. Because... If I'm Marvel and I want to stick it to all the little data miners and all the little conspiracy theorists out there, I'm going to let them believe it's a Spider-Verse movie.
0: I'm okay. gonna, and At they, this point, though, if we don't get a Spider-Verse, there's probably going to be riots in the street. Nah. They've teased uh-huh. it enough. Nah. No, 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 no. Have, have they te- I mean, they've teased the, the, the
1: other dimensions, but that's about it. They haven't really said Spider-Verse. All that has been fan conspiracy. So, and to me, right now, at least where Spider-Man is, Craven's the movie I want to see. Not because of you and I are, like, so up there about Gerard Butler playing Craven, but just if there's any kind of storyline to show that this Spider-Man is becoming more mature and becoming, like, takes, takes another level... To me that's 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 a craven story. To me that's fighting for his life and trying to save New York at the same time. I mean, that's what that's what homecoming felt like. That's what and we I love homecoming.
0: Oh yeah. So, I think it will be a multiverse, but and here's where I'm going to disappoint some people. I think he'll meet all the Spider-Men's Individually, I know some of y'all love that fan art that's been floating around of like the three Spider-Mens in Central and um, Central Park or uh, Times Square. I mean, with all the members of the Sinister Six all around them and they fight together. I think he'll meet them all individually and kind of like a Christmas Carol type. He'll learn a lesson mm-hmm. from all the previous Spider-Mens of maybe with Tobey McGuire, he learns that uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Finally. Um, maybe he learned something with Andrew Garfield. Hey, don't let your loved ones die. Um, and or maybe, don't a, another, up it. maybe we get another. Maybe we get another Spider Man. I don't think we're gonna get all three of the Spider mans together. I think we're gonna see them all individually because yeah, it's easier to keep that secret if you have Toby come in for a day, fly him out under the dead of night like a Royal Rumble surprise return, then fly Andrew Garfield in. Under Mm -hmm. the dead of night, like a Royal Rumble return, then fly him out. As opposed to having them both in the same place at the same time, it's going to be a lot harder to shoot that and keep that quiet. I do think it'll be a Spider-Verse. To what extent, though? Now, the real question here, and we haven't really talked about it, but it's worth addressing. If this is to tie in somehow within the Multiverse of Madness or WandaVision, how... How does Wanda factor into this? How does Dr. Strange factor into this? Um, Josh, what do you think? I
1: have no clue. Absolutely no clue. Excuse me. It's the one thread that I can't place.
0: because <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a web of mysteries. <laughs>
1: um, because if it is a multiverse, I guess Strange would be an expert. Or someone to go to about that? I don't know. But, I, you know what I mean? It's like, I I don't know where he factors. I don't know what the WandaVision thing is going to be. Granted, I haven't seen this week's episode. So I'm probably more in the dark than you are. But um, not,
0: not so much. Because okay. uh, with, Wanda, with WandaVision, we get a lot of information in episode 8. But the problem that I'm having with it is there's still so many unanswered questions. And so many well, how does this fit into this or how does this work into this that I'm really nervous that we're not going to get a lot of those answered for the one episode that we have left this week. And we more or less kind of have to know how this sets up for Spider-Man by this week because no Mm -hmm. other future Marvel projects really will factor into the multiverse. You've got Black Widow, Nope, that's a standalone. Falcon and soldier? Nope, that's pretty standalone. Loki, maybe you've got an outside chance with Loki, but so far they've oh, pretty much it. said that Loki is separate from the WandaVision and and, uh, and almost said into the Spider-Verse. Uh, no Way Home and Multiverse of Madness kind of trilogy. I get the sense that's more of time travel than multiverse shattering. So leave the door open for Loki, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um then maybe the Eternals, but I think that's set in the past. Yeah. So, like, this coming episode of WandaVision is our last chance of what the heck is going on with this Spider-Man, unless the events and, like, what sets the multiverse is introduced in the Spider-Man movie, just like it was in the, in the Spider-Verse animated movie of just a normal day, and then, pow, weird things happen. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that, because... Just off the bat, there's still a lot of questions going into the Spider-Man of, oh, yeah, you're wanted for murder. How are you getting out of this situation? Um, How does everything else factor in? There's just so many balls being juggled up in the air right now that I'm going, I can't really keep track of everything. And there's already enough to keep track of with the MCU just going, I need answers. It's like when you're reading a really big book. You realize you have five pages left, and there's still a lot of questions you don't have answers to yet. And you're like, oh, yeah. "There's some stuff that's not going to get answered here in these five pages."
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a worry. I I just hope they haven't dug themselves a hole that they after their their shovel broke. You know what I mean? I hope they're not stuck, you know, three feet down and realizing, "Uh oh." Uh, we just hit a rock and our shovel shattered and now we don't know how to get ourselves out of this or write ourselves out of this or, you know, it's just,
0: it's tough. Which would give me that further worry that this wasn't originally part of their plan and they had to make a quick exit of, okay, how do we get Spider-Man out of here as cleanly as possible? That's what makes me nervous that this move doesn't feel as calculated as previous MCU stuff which has had a pretty clear roadmap ahead of like, okay, we can follow this. We can kind of know where we're going. There's going to be some surprises along the long way, but it feels like a well laid out map and blueprint laid by Kevin Feige. And right now it feels like we're driving in the middle of a thunderstorm. Like mm-hmm. we're at least riding shotgun, like Kevin Feige, is still driving it, but we don't know where we're at and where we're going. And that makes us mm. a little bit nervous. Cause so far we've known the direction that we're heading.
1: Yeah, uh the only thing I will say and I had this thought while you were explaining your theories um is if he meets a bunch of individual spider mans can one of them be Spider-Ham voiced by John Mulaney? now that he's out, he's out he's out of uh he's out of um rehab now he he's he's available um please cuz I need a live action version of that
0: or I know we're getting him as Moon Knight oscar isaac as a multiverse version of spider-man spider-man 2099 would be fine Mm -hmm. um there's been some rumors but i highly doubt i believe any of them whatsoever that they might get dicaprio to be spider-man because he was almost in it in a james cameron spider-man movie i'm just going no thank you but okay (laughs) um however there might have been some secret casting um for Doctor Strange that might tie into this because it's a Spider-Man related character Um, Bruce Campbell of all people recently tweeted a day or two ago a picture of London going it was so nice to be working on a specific set with a specific director on a specific project that I know nothing about it was a great day which is where Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is currently filming in London with his buddy Sam Raimi who directed him in The Evil Dead And all three Spider-Man movies. So I feel pretty confident saying that Bruce Campbell will be back for Doctor Strange. Which, have him be multiverse version of Mysterio. Because he almost was in Spider-Man 4. And Bruce Campbell is wonderful. And you just give Bruce Campbell all the love.
1: I don't like Bruce Campbell.
0: What's wrong with Bruce Campbell? Are you afraid of his chin?
1: I mean, it's a glorious chin. It is. But I... I don't know. I'm not a fan of anything he's worked in, really, or anything his his like style of acting. I guess I don't know. Not a fan. It's fine. It's fine though. That's it's you know he I, you know me. I'm open to be proven wrong. Um, real quick before we wrap things up, I just have to put it out on the internet that I was right.
0: I was about to say I've, if you didn't say I was about to give you all the props. <laughs> I was
1: right. I, I said if the if static shock comes blue beetles not far behind we said that on the podcast
0: last week we said that on the podcast last week i was like josh swings big but when you swing big sometimes you hit big and the past 18 months you've been right on two big huge things i'll still give you crap for some of your other big huge whiffs like <laughs> yeah. tom Hardy hardy's wolverine but that's still, <laughs> that's still up in the air you might be right about that but yeah props to you for that Static and Blue Beetle call, because you, not only did you say Blue Beetle, you said it would be the Jaime version, because, mm-hmm. you know, we're all begging for a Ted Cord version of Blue Beetle. Unless he's with uh Booster Gold, then then I'd be interested.
1: <laughs> nah, sorry, no. It's gotta be Jaime. It's got he's just more, he's a more entertaining, more emotionally complex, like, he's just a better character. Also, pairing that with Static Shock would be a lot of fun.
0: Which... Uh, <laughs> evil grin starts coming across yeah. my face. You know, Static Shock and Blue Beetle were both members of a certain um, Justice <clears throat> that were younger, so um, yeah, a young Justice squad, if you will, led by one um, Richard, won by one Richard Grayson, who is the sexiest man in comic book history and is the greatest character in comic book history, and you should find <laughs> out how a Dick Grayson movie, also known as a Nightwing movie, could work. Oh,
1: where wow! Bring that full circle. I didn't, what? Where can I see such a wonderful video
0: talking about how a Mo- Nightwing movie would work? Almost made a different joke, but I'm I'm going to stick with where I'm yep, going yep, with this. Yep, yep, let's stick to it. Stick to it. Uh, um Yeah, that's it. The homepage. Just go, or just Google pitching a Nightwing movie, and I think you'll really, really be pleased with it. Um, I don't think Josh, you've checked it out yet, so I'll let you ask. One yes. question about the project. Anything, since it's come out? Uh, without saying any spoilers, I'll let you ask one question to pique your curiosity.
1: Does he say F-Batman?
0: No, because I care <laughs> about the character.
1: <laughs> oh, oh okay, Oh, snap! I will, I, I will <laughs> say this.
0: As one of the few people on the Earth that's actually sat through both seasons of Titans, the F-Batman line does come back into the narrative and it actually makes sense how they how they fit it in it's not just a we're ripping off jason todd here which what the heck's going on with titan season three it's been dragging its feet forever but um whatever i mean when there's
1: when there's when there's no no story you're gonna you're gonna
0: uh Uh, i think season three is gonna be a soft reboot but um (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. It's moving to HBO Max now that they have a budget and season yep. two did not get the reception that they wanted. Uh, but, Josh, you got any closing thoughts before we bring this thing home?
1: No, man. it's nice to see you again. Nice to be on the pod again. Uh, uh, I don't I, – I, I think you and I talked. We don't know if this is going to be a consistent thing for me, but yeah, it's. I'm down, dude. Just whatever. As always, I'm coming to hang out. Dude, some terrible jokes. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Expect big nothing else. swing Big swing theories. It was great to see you again. Great to talk again. Um yeah look forward to see what's what's uh, what's going on in the movies and stuff
0: well, what do you guys think? What do you expect to see in Spider-Man No Way Home? Are you excited for it? Are you not? You think this is going to be a multiverse movie? What do you expect to see in this new Spider-Man movie? Let us know in the comments below We I was like hearing from you guys. And as always, if you like what you see and want to see more, subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or YouTube. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube at Untraded Media and check out the Pitching a Nightwing movie video. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals.